0: We have a new guest Wi-Fi, and uh, you'll see that's why your phones aren't working. And uh, if you look at it, it says New Life Guest. You hit the button. It comes up with a screen that says, yes, I agree to this. You hit that, and you hit log in, and it lets you come in. So it's really cool because I can even put some of the bulletin announcements under that. Yeah. Now nope, you just go to Guest, New Life Guest, and you'll, you'll see it. And uh, okay, that's fine. You'll see it. But uh, if not, you'll be okay for the next 30 minutes. Praise God. Hallelujah. i help you fix it after church. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you just hit that, and it only lasts eight hours, and it kicks you off. So you can't stay here all night on Wi-Fi. So, no. Hallelujah. So y'all ready to worship this, this evening? Come on, let's stand up. And we're going to get ready to give thanks to the Lord. Amelia is ready to worship and dance, so we've got to start. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You ready? Is he faithful or what? Come on. Hallelujah. Listen, in a couple days, you know, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving here, but people are going to be, you know, of course, at the end of the month, be celebrating it around the world, right? Well, around America, not around the world. But you know what? We have COVID and all this stuff. What can we be thankful for? There's all kind of things. I think Miss Patsy over at the Why Not Stop put it the best. Baby, he let me wake up this morning. There you go, if you got nothing else to be thankful for. Yeah, but I am really sore this morning, but you still woke up. <laughs> Just so hallelujah. Does he call you friend? You know, being, being saved means you're no longer at war, right? Not at enmity, you know? And, and that means you're a friend. You are a friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to sing one more to worship him tonight. Tonight, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's all i right? Yeah, Hallelujah! We're we'll turning and waves high to somebody tonight before you sit down. Well, y'all, y'all give a wave to the worship team up here tonight, man. Come on now. Huh? We even did Matt's favorite part twice. Twice. <laughs> hallelujah. Listen, y'all laugh, but we we were practicing earlier, and and I was like, yeah, that's good. We know this part of the song, and it was right before Matt's favorite part, and he didn't stop. And everybody else kept playing, too, so so we had to finish Just messing with him. Hallelujah. Jesus. Has anybody been having a good week this week? Yeah? Hallelujah. Come on, anybody else? Yeah, okay, I was looking over there, so I just want to make sure. Amen, man. Listen, God is good. All the time, and all the time, God is good. And you know what? It, it, it doesn't matter if we enjoy what's going on in life. It doesn't matter if we agree with everything that's going on in life. It's the fact that God is good all the time. And you know, remember last week I, I started reading about Coach God? Did anybody get anything out of that last week? I, I kind of put some more together about that. Let me, let me open this up real quick. I want to read that to you again. You just, I don't have anything particular slides that I'm going to go to tonight. I just want to challenge you again like I did, but I've got some other things. so uh, if you are messing with your phones and all that just pay attention because it's not going to matter. Uh, there's no slides on there and none of that kind of stuff but But what I wrote what i what I read about was a coach is someone who always makes you do what you don't want to do, so you can be who you've always wanted to be. Right? I read that, and I made a few comments on that, and I'm just going to read a couple of them. It says, we see a coach as someone who can help us become who we want to be, but we don't see the church as a place that will help us become who God wants us to be. Let me read that again. We see a coach as someone that will help us become who we want to be, but we don't see the church as a place that will help us become who God wants us to be. It's kind of backwards, isn't it? We don't see the Word of God as something that will help us become who we're supposed to be. If we really saw it that way, we would do like these kids that that want to be great football players, and we'd practice at home. But we don't, generally. We don't see the preacher or the preaching of the Word as something God is releasing to us to make us who He wants us to be. We judge the preaching like, it was okay, it was a little long. But we never said that to our coach. (laughs) I can remember a freshman making some comment about that one day. Coach, you're running us way too hard. Really? Come tomorrow. What do you mean? Today was the light day. (laughs) Huh? And the rest of the kids are like, you better be quiet or we're going to start now. And, yeah, so, you know, it took some other people. But the other half of this was the the second part of this thing. That at first, my comment, if you remember, if you go back on Facebook, I posted it's about six and a half minutes, the video clip of just this portion. There's no glory in practice, but without practice, there's no glory. There's no glory in practice, but without practice, there's no glory. My comment was, I don't really think that, you know, I don't know about that section, you know, I don't. But you know, the Lord had some different plans on that. As I begin to sit down and really think about that, and he began to tell us something. Listen, listen to what I begin to really hear the Lord telling me. This life is our practice. You're in it right now. <laughs> you might not see the glory now, but if you don't practice, you will never be allowed to live in his glory. <laughs> I was like, Lord, that's good. <laughs> Whew. And I begin to think about that concept. Again, it's about changing a mentality here. And, and, and so many scriptures rolls through my mind. They really do. But, but if, there was one statement that I kept remembering that I've heard over and over and over. And, and I thought it was Vince Lombardi. So I went and found the exact quote of how he quoted it. Practice does not make perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. Practice does not make perfect, only perfect practice makes perfect. You know how hard that is to get an athlete to do that? Well, coach, I know you're going to run me another 30 minutes. i got to save my energy. And I'm like, if you don't run hard now, we're going to run an hour. Well, how many are we going to run today until I say so? Well, why won't you tell us? Because you'll save it to the last one. We're running quarters today. That's one lap. If your time isn't under what I think it should be, well, what is, should it be? I'm not telling you that either. You just need to run. Just run. And if I see enough effort out of you, I'll say, good, you can go home today. But listen to this, though. This is some other things that I just begin to write down. Why then do we make excuses when we fall short? Right? Living by this mentality... When we fall short of the glory of God, it should make us upset. But what do we normally do? I don't want to go through that again. Now, you know want my students tell me? Can I run that again, coach? Can I run that again? No. Coach, come on. You got to let me run that again. No. come, on, Coach, you got to let me run that again. No. You know what the difference is? Is they understand that if I don't see enough effort out of them, they will not run Friday for the actual race. They will not make it a part of my team. They can practice every day out here, and if they don't put enough heart in it, they will never, ever compete for me. We should have that same mentality for Jesus. We are running a race. The scripture says we're running a race right now. We are all a part of the army of God. See, we can put a lot of scriptures to this because most of us know them. But the thing is, is it's the way we process them here is, is the problem you know, it, it, when, when, I, when I'm being taught a lesson by the Lord. Okay, here's a great one for you. I'm just, the Lord's giving me this one. Okay. Did everybody learn their lesson from 2020? You got to do it again. Jesus, what am I supposed to learn? <sighs> Jesus, please tell me what I'm supposed to learn. <laughs> right? I, it's, seriously, it's a mentality problem. We, we read the word, and we stick with all the blessings. That's the part where you're sitting on the podium getting your gold medal, not the work it takes to get there. And if we don't strive for perfection today, we will never see perfection. Yeah, but I'm just a sinner. Yeah, you were. And you're saved by Grace. But I can't be perfect. There was only one perfect one. Yeah, that it says, and be like I am, but also do greater. You can be perfect in this world today. And when you fall short, it should upset you to no end to say, the devil got one over on me. I am going to beat him. Because, you know, that's what the students do when we're in a race. That guy got me on that last part, coach. He, he outkicked me at the end, that last 100-yard stretch. What I got to do to get a better kick? You're not going to like it. <laughs> Why? It's going to take a whole lot more running. What do we do? Oh, I'm just going to pray about it. God's going to make a way. Really? Hmm. You know, I, I look for those, like I said, the kids that, that put out heart. Think about, just, just think about this in, in the Word. Think about this in the Word. Who did God choose? Well, most of the, the, the apostles were nobodies, right? But look at the Old Testament. Did those people have stick to I like that word. It's a funny word. Did Abraham have stick to Yeah, he stuck to it. Oh, by the way, leave your family and everything, you know, and uh, just start walking. I'll tell you uh, when you're going to get there. But God, I want to know where I'm going today. That's our mentality. God says, I don't need to tell you anything. I created all of it. How about this one? Well, the Holy Spirit's never going to put me through more than I can handle. That's what the word says. Guess what? Those kids ain't going to die either. They've had their physicals. Coach, I'm going to die right here. I can't run anymore. You ain't dead yet. Get up. Get, Get off my ground right now or go home. Get off or go home. And what do we do? They run again. Coach, I'm dying. I can't run. Yeah, you can. Get up. And then they throw up. Good. Now you'll feel better. Now you can really run. And it's true. Anybody that's an athlete understands that. Once you get out, whatever it is, out, you do better. But in the church world, what do we do? The first time something hits up against us, I can't believe the devil's beating me up. Or the preacher preaches hard, oh, I don't like that church. I'm not getting fed there. I'm going somewhere else. What if we had the same mentality that, that they do in the school system? You can't just transfer from Marksville to Bunky and play football again the same year. Can you? No you got to wait. If our whole mentality was, I'm going to serve the Lord 110% of everything I've got, and I'm going to make sure that I'm a part of the team, and I'm going to make sure I practice every single day to my utmost, we wouldn't fall short on all the problems that we do, don't we? We would serve God until it hurts. And when we messed up, we'd be like, God, can I do that one again? I messed that one up. I messed that. Can I do that one again? Please let me do that one again. I'll prove to you I can do it this time. But we don't want to. Man, I messed that one up. But praise God for grace. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what Amelia said. You need to get in the game. See, here's the other thing, and I'm just trying to get you to see a mentality of something. Like, for instance, you know, if if I had it with me, I I wish I would have brought it. I keep a notebook, a little bitty notebook, you know, one of the little notebooks, on every practice we do. I can show you the time of every one of my students and what they did every single practice, every lap at the race. I can tell you what their first lap was, what their 10th lap was, what their 12th lap was. You know why I keep that? Because all of a sudden one day, Beverly, I need you to run that. Coach, that ain't my race. You can handle it though the team needs you listen we're two points away from winning the championship today yeah but coach you can do this well how do you know i can do it let me show you you need to at least run this time to finish the race look at your times well how do you know that because i track everything you do do you think the lord doesn't see everything about you he sees the stumbles you have he sees this and all of a sudden he calls you in the game and says but i need you today Because the team needs to win. It ain't about you. But Lord, I can't do that. That's not me. I can't talk in front of a microphone. You can, and I'm going to help you. You see? See, he didn't call you to be the pole vaulter, because those people are crazy. But let me tell you something. We had a pole vaulter one year that could barely get over the bar. But we went to the district meet, and nobody else was pole vaulting. And we had to fight him to go out. We're like, all you gotta do is clear the opening height and you can do that all day long and you will win a gold and we'll get 20 points. And nobody else will get him, it's 20 free points. And we had to, his his daddy basically was there and had to beg him and promise him and give him money and everything else. And yeah, eight feet. So, and, and so here it is, right? It's about the team. God wants us to be on the team. But when I notice those students in practice, their times may not be the winning times. Do you think I care? I want them in the grace. You know why? Because they're going to finish. They're going to finish. That's what I want. You think God sees us the same way? He knows you're going to finish. Yeah, but I've got all these faults, and he's trying to work them out of you. Right? Right? Like that freshman who comes up and he runs. And we tell him, listen, they're going to come out fast. Don't grab it. Coach, what's that? That's where you go 120 miles an hour in the first 100 yards and you walk the rest of the race. It's 12 laps. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. And what does he do his first race? Ain't nothing you can do. You can yell all day long. You just got to keep telling him. See, God has a plan for our lives. He's told us that in the word. I have a plan and a purpose for you. But are you willing to get in the game and say, God, whatever it takes. uh, Yeah, I'm willing to say that. Until coach makes me practice a little bit too long. That's what we say. Lord, I'm willing to serve you until something gets bad. You know how many people walk into the church and give their life to the Lord and just walk right back out and never return again because something comes up that's hard? Oh, well, that's not what I expected it to be. Remember that clip from Facing the Giants? Remember that clip where he puts that boy on his back and he goes and he goes and he goes and he goes? goes? What allowed him to finish that race? Was it his strength? No. No. It was the coach. It was the coach, the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, the word of God. What else helped him to finish that? There was one other thing that I saw. It was he couldn't see. When we get so focused on what's around us, we lose sight of God sitting over here. Come on, one more, one more. You better not quit on me. One more. Imagine the children of Israel when they went around that mountain and they wanted to quit every single day, every single day. You know what Flippo used to tell us? He used to tell us this all the time. How long have you been praying for your healing? 20 years. You're 20 years closer to it. Yeah, but I'm ready to give up. But what if it happened tomorrow? You threw away 20 years of your life. (laughs) You see, we've got to serve the Lord to the point where we're not focused on everything. Yeah, I see everything that's going on around me. I see the problems. I see the waves. I see the winds. I see everything that's going on. But I am not focused on those things. I'm focused on his promises. I'm focused on what he did at the cross that I could never have done. I'm focused on all the things that he has said about me. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Come on, that's got to mean something. Something. And then I hear him. Oh, wait, there's that great cloud of witnesses. They're watching us and they're rooting us on. Oh, wait, then we've got our great intercessor sitting right next to the father saying, Daddy Sue needs some help today. Lord, I'm going to release the angels to her today because she's got some issues going on in the devil. Look, look at him. And, And he steps down. See, you're never alone in this thing. Never alone in this thing. But if you don't get out and start practicing like you mean it, You're never going to get there. We've got to practice for perfection. And that's what I always tell my students. We practice like it's game day. Every single race as if it's your last. I don't care if it's the 12th, the 5th, or the 1st. If I don't see you put out that much, you may not be there Friday. Because you know the flip side of this coin is we have had great athletes. Hey, listen, so-and-so got hurt. I need to put you into this. Oh, coach. It's like, well, that was a quick cramp. And you know what we've told those kids? You won't be with us next week. Well, coach, I'm the best one you got. No, you're not. You're a quitter, and you won't be with us next week. And we'll leave them home just to prove the point to them. You see, God didn't want any of us setting the bench. He never called anybody to set the bench. If He did, why did He create the the commission? Why did He say, Go ye therefore? Instead of, Go ye therefore, pastor or evangelist, He said, Go ye. Every one of us are in the game, and we've got to practice with perfection through the power of the Holy Spirit, His Word. We've got to set every time we hear the preaching of the Word, God, what can I get from this today that will help me be better tomorrow? What can I get from this that I can help somebody else with? Not, boy, that dude was long-winded today. My God, if that's what you bring home from sermons. Listen, I've listened to some terrible sermons through the years and found things to bring home. Cause guess what? I preached some bad sermons, so I don't want to judge nobody. I don't want to judge nobody. See, we've got to stay strong. Cause here, here's here's one of the things. I my opinion, and I, I believe I could back this up. Is the common everyday person is tired of the flaky Christians? They're tired of the hypocrisy. They're tired of all the the, the people that that say, I serve Jesus and this and that, but they don't look any different than the rest of the world. You know, one thing that always got me as well in the track is you can see a team when they walk up who practices for perfection. I can see it in how they dress. I can see it how they come off the bus to the field. You know why? Why? because everybody's in line and they know they got a purpose. And when they get out there, they warm up together. They're helping each other. They're at the lines encouraging each other. They're not bashing each other. I've been a part of teams where, where they sit there and all they do is cut everybody down. They don't want to ever do anything together. Listen, the church is not that way. Oh, let's see. There's this thing called unity in the body. Ah, let's see. Ephesians talks about each one of us supplying that which is needed. Hmm. Fitly joined together. Supplying that which is needed. Building each other up. You see, that's the body of Christ coming together. No matter how bad it looks, how good it looks, or anything else, we continue to encourage each other. We continue to to pour out to each other. Because we've got to stay strong because the world needs a strong church. Not a divided church. Not a divided church. And I've seen so much of the divided church. I've seen so much of... Supposed Christian leaders that are doing nothing but hate speech and all of these things. That's not perfect practice. That's not perfect practice. And you know what my desire is? I want God to be that coach to me that says, Rich, I see great things in you. It may be uncomfortable and hard at times, but if you will continue to follow what I'm teaching you, I'll make you great. Yeah. You know, I try to tell that to my students. So, listen, I don't care if you ever break the records. It's not about breaking the records. I want to see who you are and I want to make you the best you you can be. And you know what? I've had a student before. I can walk faster than him, but he would never stop. Never stop. That kid would show up every day. (laughs) They'd laugh him and laugh him and laugh him, and he never quit. And you know what I do? I put him in a race. And he realized that I wouldn't go quit on him. And all of a sudden, in one one day, he improved like a minute and something in a mile. And I was like, did you see what you did? He never really got any better than that. But you know what? He never quit. Was he ever going to be the guy that, that, that got the gold medal? No. But you know what he did do? He showed up. He practiced hard. He rooted on the rest of the team. Oh, guess what? In track, the guy that places eighth place still gets a point. (laughs) So I tell him, I need you to finish and be at least eighth because that one point may help us win the trophy. And if he wouldn't have finished, was he more important or less important? Just as important because all the numbers add up together. The worship team is no more important than the preaching of the word and the people sitting in the pews when it comes to God's eyes. Yes, we all have different roles. Yes, there's different responsibilities included in them. But we are all a part of the team that is going to reach our community. I want God to look down and say, I've got things for you. I see things in you. And I want to see people turn back and say, God, what do I've got to do? Not, I don't really think it's going to work, God. But then we've got to be people that are willing to practice what we preach. Practice what we believe. Which may mean we have to turn some things off. We may have to get rid of some things that we're doing. Ouch. But that's okay. Because you know what? I don't want to make any excuses to God one day. What I want I want every one of us, every one of us, every one of us to be the guy or the girl that God can call on when there's one second left, the championship is on the line. Matt, you're going in, they're going to inbound it to you, and you drop the three. Coach, I can't do a three. I believe in you. For God to have that much in us to say, I know you've put in the work. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. You see, that's where I want us to be. Everybody. Oh, wait, that's in the Bible, too. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. The coach can't come in and drop the final three. It's all of us. Everybody works together. Guys, we've got to practice perfect. We've got to live a perfect life through Christ Jesus. And when we fail, we got to get mad and say, I'm not going to fall to that again. I'm not going to fall to that again. And if it takes you throwing a fit, throw a fit. Because there's a cloud of witnesses standing behind you saying, you can do this. You can make it. I made it. You can. Because one day I want all of us to stand in the very presence of God In his glory forever. Forever and ever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever and ever. Like I said, I didn't write down a bunch of scriptures, but I gave you a bunch of them. And you already saw some in this tonight. Amen. So listen, can I pray for us tonight? So coach is going to pray for you tonight. I need to get a card. I I don't have one, you know. Yeah. Yeah coach rich father i thank you that that your word is so powerful lord i also thank you that we can find things and come across things at times that challenge us even when it seems to be totally irrelevant or the wrong side of the corner whatever it is but through the power of your holy spirit you make all things relevant to us you can take the most ordinary thing and make it important to us through your holy spirit But, Lord, I pray right now for every one of us here, myself included, God, that we would change the way we think and view you and your word and the church and the preaching of the word, that we would see it truly as something that is here to help us and to guide us and to help us be who you see us as, who you have called us to be. And through the, the power of the Holy Spirit, we will practice perfect. We will practice perfect. We will live a perfect life, a life that is encouraging to other people and a life that gives you glory and honor, that brings everything to you, God. Everything points to you. Even when the, the, the chips are down and everything looks bad and even when it looks like we lost today, help us to find the encouragement in it and help us to encourage others. And, Lord, I, I continue to pray for our congregation and those that are sick, Lord, and, and I know we've had some that have lost loved ones. Lord, we know that you have a perfect plan for us, and you're still in control of everything that's going on, and we know you are the God that heals. So heal us and strengthen us and continue to give us your wisdom and guidance, and we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, thank you for listening to me tonight. Hopefully, you got some more out of that. Maybe I need to coach more often. Amen. So listen, don't forget Sunday.